I want to thank my sponsor today. They really make the show happen, man. I, I just couldn't do it without them. You know, Seller Labs and Scope, you've heard me talk about it a ton of times because I've used them so many times. The beauty is, you know, you have a product, you want to put the right keywords because it's all about keywords, right? When you, you know that the keyword is what people are searching for, right? When you're thinking of buying barbecue gloves, what do you put in there? That's what you want to figure out. What are people searching for? Well, Scope allows you to do that because you get to see the number one, number two, number three seller in that category, in that group that are similar products. You get to see what their words are. Well, that's the key. There's no reinventing the wheel here. You're going to take advantage of this information that's available that Scope presents for you. The tool is very inexpensive. They're going to give you a couple free keywords. you got to give it a shot. Sellerlabs.com, sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code MOMENTUM to save 50 bucks. Save 50 bucks. Give it a shot. Give it a trial. Get some free keywords and see what you can do. Remember, I also use it on my wholesale accounts. Or if you do bundles, even better because you could take the keywords for each of those products in the bundle, figure out the best and put it together. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word MOMENTUM. I want to say thank you to Karen Locker from Solutions for E-Commerce for being a great account manager. Yes, you've heard me say it a bunch of times, but I mean it because RQ4 was spectacular because of all the variations for a particular line we had that Karen entered. Um, 78 of them, I believe, and now I'm adding a bunch more because we're not done. I mean, it's time of year. It's going to sell right into January, February, and March. So she's getting ready to add a bunch more. That's the power of having that team member that team that works overnight, quite frankly, they work different hours than I do. Send a file. She sends me a file. She's like, Steve, fill in these particular fields, shoot it back to me, and boom, they get it done, and they get it done fast. And it just has allowed us to grow. It's that silent team member. They don't call off sick. They just handle things. Solutions, the number four, e-commerce.com slash momentum is going to save you 50 bucks, and she's going to do that all-important inventory health report. She only does that for my listeners, only through this deal. You're going to save 50 bucks, and you're going to get that inventory health report. Solutions for ecommerce.com slash momentum. Get ready for the new year. Now is the time. Very excited. I've got Anna Hill coming up pretty soon, and she's going to talk to you why it's so important to get ready for uh, 2018. Hey, Gay Lisby's group, um, it was awesome this quarter. I mean, I can't believe the stuff that was posted in there. I saw so many people have so much success and credit her group with having incredible success. Yes, it's still closed. However, they're letting you get in through my link, only my link. And so I have a link out on this episode that'll allow you to click through and get on the waiting list. And guess what? You'll get right in. So it's a special list. Um, the other thing which is cool is there's so many people learning uh, because Gay's a teacher, was a teacher, still a teacher in this world now. And we're very lucky to have her. And so Gay Lisby's group, it's an awesome, awesome group. Send her a note that I sent you and you're going to get in. And it's just going to set you up for real success for 2018. I don't want to miss GoDaddy because they have been so good to me. I, I just so excited that they're a sponsor of the show because I bought so many domains through them and it's so cool. So if you go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum, you're going to save 30% off your purchase at GoDaddy. I'm Again, I want to go back and do my purchases over because I'd like to save the 30%. Hello. But I am getting ready to buy a couple more domains again. When I see a big idea or if I'm bringing a brand to market, I'm buying that domain. You'd be a fool not to. And so try godaddy.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Awesome.
And finally today, Grasshopper. Grasshopper is the app you put on your phone so you can run your business from your current cell phone. Don't add a second cell phone. A peer larger one. Put a local vanity number if you want or a local 800 number to make you appear a little larger than what you are. Have the phone forwarded to your current cell phone. Have it forwarded to voicemail. Have it forwarded to your uh, reps working in other countries for you, your VAs. You have all those options. And it's just trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to save 50 bucks. Trygrasshopper.com slash momentum. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 261, Ashland Haddon. Ashland Haddon Insurance Agency, or the Haddon Insurance Agency, is my insurance agency. That is who we use for our e-commerce liability insurance and we've had nothing but great dealings with them we've had um, billing questions and boom they get a response we've had to change our insurance because we have inventory in our location um, boom we get a response and they handle it we've had to we're moving locations so now we have two locations insured while we're in that transition and boom, it gets handled. You know, uh, that's really what you need is someone who's responsive. And I must admit, Ashlyn's been great. What's cool about it, too, is she's very approachable. You could sit down, have a drink with her at a lot of events because she goes to most of them. So she's there. You get to see her. And you can say, hey, what if I decide to do this? How would you handle this? What could you do for this? And she's been great to deal with. She understands our business. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges. So I've been very pleased. Um, this isn't uh, an Ashland commercial, although it might sound like one. I don't benefit in any way. I don't get any better prices. She's not an affiliate. She's not a sponsor or any of that kind of jazz. Just she happens to be my insurance agent who I haven't had on. And I've gotten a lot of questions. Why? Well, I explain that in the beginning of this episode. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest because it's a long time coming. I've gotten asked a whole <laughs> bunch of times why I have not had Ashlyn had none. Welcome, Ashlyn. Well, thank you so much for having me. Finally. Finally. Well, we have talked and, and let's let's put it out there because I'd like to start it off this way because I'm an honest guy. You're an honest person. So um, the reason I didn't have Ashlyn on is I wanted to wait to see how um, the insurance for um, getting uh, suspended would play out because I was very, I mean, you know, having done risk management for so long in my previous life. Um, I just didn't understand. I mean, I remember saying to you, well, let's see if you can get it underwritten. And then you were like, check, Steve, got that underwritten. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I want to see somebody get paid out. And it took a long, 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 long time. Right. And somebody did get paid out. Matter of fact, I know two people who were personally paid out. However, you don't currently sell it anymore. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So, you know, I think the concept was good. Um, you put a tremendous amount of legwork in. You lost a tremendous amount of money. I know you did. Mm -hmm. um, but do you think you're smarter for it, knowing that now? You know, knowing what you know now, would you go and try and do it again? Yes, and I am. Okay. Um, but I'm looking for more of a local carrier, somebody here more in the market, um, somebody that is already working with e-commerce sellers and knows um, a little bit more about the risks instead of kind of starting 
you know, when we, when we went with this carrier to begin with, they really hadn't been in the e-commerce world. They didn't know anything. They didn't know the risk. And we really were shooting blind. Um, we did a lot of legwork, like you said, with, with my sellers and, and my clients and trying to get, you know, really what you guys were looking for. And the company we went with was just a very big company and things really just didn't um, perform the way that my expectations were for my clients. So I am trying again, we're going to, we're going to try to um, stick with a more local carrier, somebody a little bit smaller and already really knows this field. So mm. we're, we're going to try again. Well, what did you <laughs> and learn? I have a little bit more control now. Yeah, I, I get that. So, I mean, let's talk about that. What did you learn through that process? Yeah. So the biggest thing I learned is to not let them kind of not walk all over me, but, uh, you know, a little bit of, um, when we first started, I came with the idea of, you know, this is what it needs to look like. And I let them kind of adapt it to what they felt was best for them. So, and so what, what you originally, your vision got, got spread out so far and then therefore they wouldn't fulfill it. And that's one of the big challenges, right? I mean, you know, when you, when you put out like a contract or a request for a bid and you're very specific and then all of a sudden they're like, well, yeah, but here's what, you know, we can do, you know, that kind of thing. You almost, you almost, uh, settle, right? I mean, right. you almost settle. Absolutely. Do you feel like you had to settle to get it done? I do. I okay. do. And, and, the, and that's the honest. first version, yeah, the first version was more of what I wanted. Um, and then they came back and said, okay, well, this isn't working. This is what we need to do. And I should have just said, nope version one, we need to stick with version one, but there was such a need and such a desire to have something. I'm like, you know, something's better than nothing. And it's not, something is not better than nothing. No, I agree. It needs to be perfect from the beginning. And, and to be honest with it, let's be really fair. The insurance company has to make money if they do not make money. Right. So they need to insure a thousand people and have three or four or six of them take the, uh, you know, actually get a claim. And so the other thousand people support them at this time. And then exactly. next year it's somebody else. I mean, that's just common, right? That's not, that's right. It's logical. not a charity. Right. Right. It's insurance. <laughs> and Right. And, and in fairness to them, they need to make money. However, they need to be, you know, they need to hold up their end of the bargain. So, okay. Right. So you know that now. So when you go, there are some absolutes that are just, this is the deal killer must right. be this way or else. Yep. Hmm. Love it. Love it. I, yeah. I think that's fair, and I think it's good for you to say it. Um, and most people wouldn't. They'd be blaming everybody else, and you're not. And I appreciate yeah. that. I respect that. So just so everybody does know, Ashlyn is my insurance agent. Uh, for She handles two lines for us. She handles our liability for, and we are different than a lot of sellers because we have a warehouse. So we have a lot of inventory that's for sale because we merchant fulfill a lot of stuff ourselves. So that inventory is insured. And so my premiums reflect it. Thank you very much. A little high. I uh, <laughs> love a discount. I don't get a discount. I don't get paid for any we'll of these work benefits. On that next year. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like a discount. <laughs> Actually, the only discount that I did get um, is we had our workman's comp was through the state because we only have really two employees. And um, you can exempt your executive. Um, right. If you don't know that, you should. Um, because really, are they going to be taking workman's comp? No. So, however, premiums were whatever, and then they tripled. And I'm like, why? Well, you know, the story. And then, so I went with Ashlyn, and I saved a bunch of money and um, got some discounts, and then the state didn't like the discounts, and but seems to be on the right path, correct? Yeah. Yep. 
And so uh, I, I appreciate it. You know, I hope to never need it, hope to never use it. However, uh, moving in a new warehouse and what was the guy's first thing he's saying, hey, you got insurance and you know, we're going to need a certificate and named additional insured and all that kind of jazz. I'm like, we're covered. So that's really important if you're going to expand out. Now, somebody asked me how much I pay. I think I pay $2,700 a year for liability and um contents. Now we have contents because again, we have shelves full of inventory that's worth something that we can document. Um, I've seen Not plans. everybody will be that high. Right, right. And, and it's high because of that. I mean, I get it. Um, but we got a lot of inventory, a lot. So therefore, I'm worried about it. And so that extra thousand or what have you. The smallest premiums that you've seen out there for sellers? Yeah, so if they're a new seller just doing RAOA and wholesale, I mean, the minimum premium is $500. And I do issue lots of new clients coming in that are that base $500 a year. Um, once, of course, you start selling more, you start getting into private label, adding on coverages, of course, it's going to go up. But the base policy where most newbies come in at is between $500 and $600 a year. And so there's really no excuse. You got to build that in right from day one because right. you're exposed so much. And Ashlyn's going to give us some examples of some of the terrible stories that are out there because I think it's it's not trying to scare people. The other thing, you know, as a seller, it's so unfair to me when somebody else doesn't have it. It's like, wait a second, right. you know, I mean, how am I supposed to compete? You know, to be fair, I mean, that's why I always say that there's about a 17% net margin. By the time you get done with all these fees, if you have your own warehouse and stuff and all that stuff. It really gets down there. And so insurance is is probably that and payroll, of course, uh, being most important but and taxes there. But insurance is probably one of the top two things you got to do, right? Yeah, and one of the big things that I hear all the time is, well, I can't afford $500 a month or $500 a year. Or I can't afford $800 a year. And my response has always been, can you afford $50,000 to hire an attorney? Or can you hire or can you afford half a million dollars if you actually are found liable. So if you can't afford $500 a month, then you shouldn't be in this business because yeah. this is very, very risky and you absolutely could be sued for something that you have no control over whatsoever. And generally you are sued for stuff you're not, con you have no control over. You're absolutely. drug into the, when they name a lawsuit, they name everybody mm -hmm. and everybody, then the people fall off and they're <clears throat> not liable, but you still have to spend money. You, right, you so still have to hire an attorney. You still have to, and that's what your insurance company's for. If you pay for yep. insurance, they hire the uh, attorney. Exactly. It's and smart. they have really good attorneys because they don't want to have to pay out on a claim. <laughs> There's a reason their buildings are so that's big and right. beautiful. You know who owns who owns the <laughs> most insurance company uh, in the United States? you know who it is? I don't. I think it's Warren Buffett. Really? Yeah, I know he owns Geico, but he owns a bunch of them. Huh. I mean, there's a, that dude's rich. Like, like really rich. Uh, there's, there's a reason. A reason. Exactly. He doesn't spend it. They don't pay anybody, right? I mean, that's the problem. Right. That's the bad news. Hence the reason those poor people were waiting for their suspension insurance money because they don't like to pay it. Right. But the two guys I do know did get theirs paid. So I, I'm happy about that. Um, okay. So how did you get into e-commerce specifically? Yeah. You've been in, how long have you been in insurance? About, I've been in insurance about five years. Okay. Um, I've been in e-commerce, the e-commerce world, about 15 months. So I was a captive agent with a carrier and <clears throat> did just auto home, life insurance. Captive um, agent so means what? Captive agent means I only sold for that one company. Okay. Um, 
and a little bit of small commercial, but actually Chris Wilkie of FBA Masters was one of my personal clients. Cool and dude. he came to me and was like, hey, you know, there's some new rules and we need some insurance. Could you help me? And I, I'm honest, you know, I, I'm a no bullshitter. I was like, Chris is not worth my time. You know, it's probably a $500 policy. Nobody's really doing it. You know, I, I don't know who to go to. And he's like, I would really like some help. So I tried a little bit um, to ask around and nobody knew anything. So I was like, you know, I'm sorry, Chris, I can't help you. So when I went out on my own and opened my own agency, he came back to me. He's like, okay, now can you help me? And I'm like, ugh, this is not worth my time. And he's like, please, I really need some help. So I asked around. It took a couple of months. And I finally found a carrier that would do it. And I came back to him. I'm like, yeah, I can, you know, I found somebody we could do this. And he's like, oh, by the way, I run this Facebook group and there's X amount of thousand people in here. Can I post about you? And I'm like, oh, this is probably worth my time now. Ooh, <laughs> so I started oh. like, really looking into it. It's like, you know, what is going on? And then I got to hear the stories from clients. Like, you know, this one client was saying, you know, I've tried for a year to find this insurance. Nobody can do it. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I say FBA and they're like, what is that? So I was like, you know, you kind of were the redheaded stepchildren and I really, really enjoyed helping. So I was kind of like, okay, this is, this is kind of my niche. I enjoy this. I like doing this. Nobody, nobody else likes you guys. So why not? Mm -hmm. So I really started in his group and helping his group out and it really just funneled from there into all these other groups. Um, and then I started getting asked to come to some of the conferences and speak at the conferences. And I just, I fell in love with, just this community and the sense of helping each other out and the brotherhood. And it's just, it's totally different than anything else I've ever done. Well, that's a good perspective, right? Think about this. Now you've insured mom and pops to all these other kinds of companies, right? Right. Did you ever see, I mean, you've been to other industries. Have you ever seen an industry where it's like this? Never. And that's what I love about it. It's so cutthroat out there, you know, between, you know, like a Ruth Chris and a, um, another steakhouse, you know, they, they don't collaborate together. They don't, they don't do this kind of stuff. That's what drew me to this, this community is you guys truly want to help each other learn. Now, don't get me wrong. I see some cutthroat stuff going on, but I mean, you really want to help each other and you love being around each other. That's, that's the cool part is like to go to these conferences and just hang out and be a sense of community is, is huge to me. Why did you go out on your own? What was it that you said, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur as opposed to being an employee or an agent, well, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. So two things. First thing was I could only offer one product and one, you know, one choice, mm -hmm. one price. Mm -hmm. And that was huge for me because I was losing clients about three years when insurance companies do what insurance companies do and raise the rates. And I was losing no. people because the rate increases. Right. Shocking. Right. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I, I work too hard to get these clients to not keep them. So I was like, if I go out on my own, I ha right now I have 30 different companies. So if a company raises the rates, then we divorce that company and we find another company and I don't lose you and you don't lose me. So wait, so wait. So you can write other, there are other liability companies that you're writing? Correct. Yep. Oh, good. So, okay. Like Sorry. I, I don't want to lose that because that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So there's 30 different companies that I can write for now. The e-commerce section is very, very small. There's not very many companies doing it. Um, but, but there's more than one. There is more than one. Great. 
Great. Yeah. Okay. And that's something new. That's that's another company that I've worked with trying to establish some choices for you guys. Um, so you didn't have these choices. I mean, is that mm-hmm. is it is it that the thing? I mean, because I know you know in the insurance world, it's the book of business. You know, get your book of business, and right. then people pay the premiums, and you have to do the work up year one. You get a big commission, then year two, it's just kind of a a, a, a level premium commission or what have you. Um, and as an agent, you only get a piece of it. And then, you know, you just try to keep building this book of business up until this giant agency, right? Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to you've got employees. Right. It's not so easy. Now you got expenses, right? Now mm-hmm. you've got a you got to rent warehouse. I just saw some funky looking warehouse space or uh, office space <laughs> with some where Spider-Man clearly flew into the walls right? and, uh, and, and took the plaster off. Open. Yeah, he busted it open. So, but that's expensive. So that's a different, is, yeah. that's a different, that's a whole different world, right? Absolutely. And I'm in the same boat as you guys with having liability insurance and workers' comp insurance and, you know, the same, the same things that you guys are going through is the same thing I'm going through. I started small and I'm and I'm hoping to grow an empire just like you guys. You guys started small and you're hoping to grow an empire in, in your world. So I mean I'm very vested in in the into your community and helping you guys grow just as, as I as I'm growing with you. Is most of your business now going forward generally in the e-commerce world? Um, a lot of it is starting in the e-commerce world. So I would hmm. say probably over 60% of my business is coming from e-commerce. Now the, I'm also, you know, I still do auto home and life insurance. So I'm I'm getting a lot of people that are like, okay, I've already trusted you with my commercial insurance. I've already, you know, I'm already there. Will you quote my auto and home and just have one you know, one carrier or one company, one, one product. So what state are you in? I'm in every state except Hawaii now. So you can write home and auto and, uh, tenant or other life insurance oh Mm -hmm. wow well that's a big deal single state so that's that was a a huge undertaking obviously for me i mean financially to have every state and test in every state and all that kind of stuff so but yeah so a lot of it is coming from e-commerce um i still have you know my local mom and pops in my local commercial and things like that but um it's been it's been a really crazy ride for the last fifteen months. <laughs> yeah, no, there's not another. I mean, think about it. Is there another industry that's this evolving this quickly that you can jump into as brand new? Maybe Bitcoin right. would be the only other thing yeah. that I would say. Right, that's the one. <laughs> you I'm guys and it's Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. I mean, I've got friends that are making. Oh my God, they got me buying. I I bought Ethereum. Did you? And you, uh, you know, I made money. I mean, I must admit. But man, I've got some friends and they send me pictures and it makes me like crazy um i see people posting on it all the time (laughs) it's so cool but you know again that's what's so cool about life today that this opportunity exists um i uh, share my new warehouse space um i'm moving into i share with a guy who so uh, he's he's got all this giant equipment and i'm like man that's a lot of stuff for this little space oh no he's closed his business sold the building had to get out of there this is what's left and i'm like oh my goodness yeah like ooh. So let's talk about, uh, we talked about some successes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some of the things that you've seen. So let's talk about why somebody needs insurance. Tell me yeah. tell me a sad story. Don't name their names, please, because I don't want to, I don't want my heart <laughs> broken. But, but I mean, let's, let's talk about what, what you've seen. Yeah. So a couple of things, especially in the e-commerce world, a lot of the questions that I get or a lot of comments that I get from sellers are that they don't need this. Um, and, that, and one of my questions is like, why do you feel like you don't need it? 
And someone says, well, you know, I just resell other people's items. You know, I couldn't. I'm not liable. Right. Right. I'm not liable. And again, like we talked before, you don't have to be liable to be pulled into a lawsuit. But we had um, a client who sold a watermelon cutter to somebody on Amazon. The client got the watermelon cutter, was cutting the watermelon and cut the tip of her finger off. So the the customer, so the customer who bought it off of Amazon. Yeah. Cut the tip of their finger off. off. And sued, obviously, the manufacturer of the watermelon cutter, Amazon, and and the person who sold it on Amazon. So, again, being pulled into a lawsuit where you – this customer never even saw the watermelon cutter. It was, you know, shipped from FBA. You know, they had no control over this watermelon cutter, but it had a cracked handle. The customer who bought it didn't know, and when she cut it, cut the tip of her finger off. So, um, literally, they ouch. got pulled in literally got pulled into the lawsuit and and we had to defend them we had to say okay this is nothing to do with our client but it still cost about thirty thousand dollars ish in expenses to hire the attorney and defend this client and get their name dropped from the lawsuit so in that scenario they were ultimately dropped from the lawsuit if they didn't have insurance they would have had to do that on their own right they would have had had to to Right, and lawyers aren't cheap. Lawyers are how much are they now? A decent like lawyer? Two hundred and two hundred something dollars an hour. Uh, that's cheap. I mean, that's still cheap. I've that's seen. I know. I know four seventy five. I mean, I've seen four hundred seventy five dollars an hour. So, that's a pretty good price. And that's somebody who's very specific industry. You know, that's what they would do. And I assume that the more they defend these cases, the better those attorneys get. Right. And so that's always good to have some. Okay. All right. So that's and like a, you, like we said earlier. You know, these companies, these insurance companies don't want to have to pay out on a claim. So they're going to have the best of the best attorneys to try to defend you, to get you out of these lawsuits because they don't want to have to pay these claims. They don't want to have to, you know, fork out half a million dollars when, you know, $30,000 in lawyer's fees and they walk out the door. Did Did that client get dropped from the insurance company now? They did not. See, now that's a good story. Okay, so they've been paying their premiums all along, did everything Mm -hmm. right. Um, A claim came up. Uh, they were successfully defended, and now they're paying their premiums. Did their premiums go up it because did. of something? It did. How much? Not not substantially. It was less. It was less than five hundred bucks a year. Okay. Okay. That's still a heck of a lot better than paying thirty thousand. And typically, Absolutely. there's usually only rated. Right? Isn't that called rating? I'm not sure. I'm not that smart. But it, there's a, a rating or something like that for a period of time, and then it goes back. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yep. All right. Just so, like auto insurance, you get in an auto accident. Your fault or not. Year, your your rates go up. Yeah, right. And that's pretty normal. And and yeah. what we're seeing now, though, are rates going up without um, in other industry, like ins- like health insurance, for example. You didn't use it, and yet your rates are going up. I was just reading somebody again this morning and stuff like that. So this is different than that. I mean, I'm sure there are normal cost increases because right. of these wildfires in California, for example, are going to affect commercial insurance. They have to, yep. right? There are companies that are getting burned down. Well, guess what? We as a pool pay for that. Yep. The insurance companies have bigger buildings and they aren't closing them. So guess what? <laughs> anyway. All right. So that's a that watermelon story is a, I mean, it's terrible, but it's a good example of something so similar. So something I could go to TJ Maxx, buy the watermelon slicer and put it in a plastic bag or even if it's sealed and send it in and I could get drug into a lawsuit in that scenario. Right. Yep. Without buying a wholesale or any of that jazz, right? I mean, it, it's just exactly. any scenario. Just okay. RA. So give me another example. Um, yeah. Any more unusual I do. I, ones? 
I do have another one. Um, So we had, and it was again, another um, RAOA seller who the client, their clients bought something from them on Amazon, Amazon shipped it and UPS delivered it, left it outside their front door. The next morning, he forgot that he had a box out there, tripped over the box, broke his hip, and broke his clavicle. Um, Again, sued Amazon, sued the client, and sued UPS for tripping over the box. So, again, let's say if somebody comes back and says, well, that watermelon cutter, I would never sell a watermelon cutter because it's too risky. Okay, what was in this box does not matter. Let's just say it was a big, fluffy, pink bunny. In this box, it doesn't matter what's in the box. He still got pulled into a lawsuit because the client tripped over a box. So it's just. So so where is that one now? No, I get so it. That, I mean, I, yep. So this one was 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 settled. This guy was was ended up being dropped. Also, um, I'm sorry. The he got dropped off the lawsuit. He didn't get dropped from insurance. Okay, so um, they pulled him off because he had no responsibility. I mean, correct. it would either be Amazon or UPS, and right. then it would be not Amazon because they contract with UPS, and then UPS would have insurance. Because that guy's going to get his stuff fixed. I mean, right. I, I used to work in the newspaper industry, and somebody tripped over something and tore their jeans, and we had to buy them new jeans. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's the stupidest thing in the world, but it beats a lawyer, you know, because you get a lawyer, right. you know, and you pay for it. So that person's health benefits i mean more than likely they were covered by their insurance their homeowners and then the homeowners is like wait a second you mean he didn't fall on his trip over his feet he tripped over a sub box ah somebody else's because they don't want to pay and so somebody else's segregation they're going to go after that other person to get that money back and they likely got some of it right or they know that they'll get something right that's why they'll do it and we don't know once we got dropped we we were out of it but um but whoever ends up being responsible, let's say it'll probably be UPS, whoever that was, they have medical payments built into their liability policy that would have paid his medical payments. Hmm. So the and, policy and, that you get from me, we add that too. So if somebody were to get hurt and we can just pay their medical payments, that's what we want to do first. That's our hush money. It's like, I'm sorry you broke your hip. Let me pay your medical payments so you don't sue. Hmm. That's built into your policy. And that's important. And so, you know, one of the reasons I, I think our premiums are a little higher is because those are the kind of things that Ashlyn would have and I would have talked about mm-hmm. um, when we started. Because, you know, knowing these things, I don't want those headaches. And so for me, if I can't make a go with our business for $2,700, again, that's what our premium is right now, um, then we probably got different pro- we gotta We got to change our business, right? And so we build that into our cost structure. Yes, we are out that additional money however we sleep a little better at night knowing that we have it right that just makes perfect sense right um would you drive a car without car insurance in today's day and age in in the litigious society we live in right i mean isn't that isn't that one of the things that happens um people are threatened to sue like nonstop. i mean isn't that the first words that i'm out to sue yep people (laughs) sue for the most ridiculous reasons and they're going to name anybody and everybody they can to see what sticks there's um if you go out and check on my facebook page you can look also everybody remembers the hoverboard incident where the hoverboard almost burnt down this guy's house and they had two kids on the top floor they had to jump down and the family sued amazon for 30 million dollars and on the in the lawsuit i have a picture of the lawsuit the first page of the lawsuit 
there's nine people listed on the lawsuit plus the person who sold it. So, I mean, you're, you're talking 10 people they listed on a lawsuit over one hoverboard. And every one of those 10 spent money in one form or another to even to get themselves, themselves named off, right? I mean, they mm -hmm. have to, right? So you're not responsible for the manufacturer of that, that hoverboard, right? Unless you knowingly sell, you know, recall and jazz like that. But you're going to be named and you're going right. to, okay, all right. So we're, we beat that horse. I don't, I, I don't want to scare people, but it's just like, this is like the most basic thing. Now, do I have to have a corporation to have insurance? Good question. No, you can have insurance as a sole proprietor. You can have it as an LLC corp, whatever, however you're structured, you can have it that way. Now, a lot of my clients say, well, I'm just a um, sole proprietor now and I'm, I will just wait until I get my LLC. Absolutely not. If you want to do it, do it now as a sole proprietor, get it covered and we can always change it later to an LLC or a corporation or however you decide to set up your, your, um, your structure down the line. So don't wait to get your LLC, get it now, and then we can switch it later. Well, what about the, uh, I've heard, uh, you know, once you hit a certain dollar amount in sales, Amazon requires it. Now, I find that hard to believe. I imagine they require it right from day one. Correct. Really. Yeah. So the old rule was 10,000 in sales for three consecutive months. The new thing that we're seeing is says any pro seller. So anyone who is paying the, what, $39 a month? I think is what it is for the pro seller. Anyone who's a pro seller is required for your terms of service. Now, but, you know just as well as I do that Amazon's not policing it. So there's right. hundreds of thousands of people selling on Amazon right now who don't have insurance. Um, so they're not requiring it. We've heard rumors that, that's, that they're going to announce Q1, that they're going to start requiring it to be uploaded into Seller Central. Um, but that is just a rumor we don't know for sure. But... If it happens, then you're going to have to get it anyway. So you might as well just get it now. <laughs> well, but, but, you know, again, if something happens, well, what about the mom and pop who doesn't sell $10,000 or who doesn't sign up for the pro seller? Are they less liable when they, are they not? No, I mean, absolutely no. not. You're just as liable if you're selling one item or if you're selling a thousand items a day. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. only takes one and it could be your very first shipment. Yeah, because it, it, it is, you have no, again, it's outside of your control. You never right. know who's getting that package, right? I just saw this story about the uh, Sue Happy Guy, the copyright Sue Happy Guy, right? The, the, he just, his full-time job is, uh, or trademark, I mean, that's what he's doing, full-time. Just Sue, 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 and people just settle because they don't want to get drug in. They know it's going to be a, a battle, and they keep selling. The guy's making a living doing that, you know? And so you never know when it's going to happen. Okay. Right. So we're all, we got everybody all depressed and worried. And worried. <laughs> should they be worried or should they just say, okay, you know what? It's time for me to muscle up and run a real business. Absolutely. I think a lot of people sit back and say, just because they're working from home or just because they don't have a brick and mortar, that they can't be sued. This is a real business. This is a real risk. You need to treat it like a business. You need to do taxes like a business. You need to have a corporation like a business. You need to have insurance like a business. If you want to do this, you need to act like a business. It's time to just get it done. And I promise you, I make it as easy as possible. It's not as hard as everyone thinks it is. I mean, we've, we do hundreds of these a month. We've, we've streamlined it. It's, it's very, we try to make it very simple and it's not as complicated as everybody seems. Like I get, I get people all the time saying like, well, that was a lot easier than I thought. 
yes, yeah. it's not hard. <laughs> so, but why, why is there that fear? I mean, I wonder what it is that drives that fear. Because they've they've struggled in the past to try to get it. There hasn't been somebody yeah. out there that knows what you're doing and knows how to get it covered. I, I really think people have tried in the past and have just come to roadblocks because it is still still new to the insurance world. It still is a new risk that insurance has been exploring. So it's you've got to find the right the right person that knows what you're doing to get you covered. Are there advantages to being early adopters of this e-commerce uh, insurance? So the fact that we've had it now for a year or two, um, is it, are we, and we only have had it for a couple of years, so I don't want to be, I don't want to be holier than now in any way for anyone else. And we've been selling for a long time. So, you know, we're guilty. Um, is there, is there a benefit though, do you think? I don't think there's necessarily a benefit it's not going to save you like financially down the line no, i meant like if a company um, would look and say you know steve you've been a, a customer for a long time we've never had issues this is their first claim blah 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 i mean is that looked at in the in this in the rating of like increases and things like that yes okay okay i mean i'm just trying to understand yeah you know do that is is there you know, the fact that we are early, I mean, again, what could happen, they could stop accepting new clients, which would be right. bad, right? And if you're mm -hmm. in, you're in, they might honor it. And then when Amazon says, hey, you got to get it and you have no place to go, you're in trouble. So right. you don't want to be in that position, right? I mean, you want to be, I'd rather be able to say, yes, here's what we have, that kind of thing. Uh, and as, as much as Amazon suspends people for the most ridiculous reason, I wouldn't want to risk it. Right. Upload it into Seller Central. So if they do come out Q1 and say, hey, it's required and you've got 30 days to get it or you're suspended, I wouldn't risk it. Just do it. Upload it into Seller. I send it to you. You don't do anything like the, the certificate of insurance. All you have to do is put it in your Seller Central account. Um, I, I don't sell on Amazon, so I don't know, you know everything that goes on in Seller Central, but I sure would not risk losing my account or being suspended even for a day over a $500 insurance policy. Now, do you handle companies that have employees um, as well? I mean, mm -hmm. obviously you use ours, you handle ours, yep. but I mean, so you handle that kind of thing. That exactly. brings on a whole different set of potential problems, correct? Definitely. So if you've got employees, even if it's employees in your house and somebody gets hurt, the your homeowner's insurance will not cover it because they're doing business stuff. Um, so you need, you know, you still need to have your general liability. You need to have workers comp. So there's a lot of other things going on um, when you have employees. And we will take care of all of that for you. Hmm. Now, um, how about let's get even a little more sophisticated. So I'm in a partnership with somebody and we're both equally important to it. Meaning that, you know, I'm not all just wit, charm, and good looks, as we all know. Um, <laughs> Listen to how hard she Who's laughs. Right, right. So, uh, but seriously, let's let's just use an example where there are some real smart people, for example, and they both bring something different to the table. One's the yeah. expert on e-commerce, the other's the engineer who designs the product. They have this amazing business; it's working. However, they're relying upon each other because Absolutely. one goes down, they're in deep trouble. So, there are insurance options to start managing that. Correct? Absolutely. So there's also things, it's called a key man policy where there's two people or even more, if you had a partnership with, with multiple people, you could do that too. And what happens is let's say you end up passing away. This policy would help financially support the business to help keep moving things forward. 
Um, so that's something else that we do too. So it's called a key man policy. Um, in, in our, in our, in our, and that's business. definitely more sophisticated. But when you start running in these million dollar businesses and, or you're in the pipeline to develop private label products, for example, and you've got people that are involved in all stages and different stages and different people, mm-hmm. um, you, you could, I mean, and you got all these employees waiting for this thing. I mean, I was just reading somebody who's like, I got to keep my employees busy. So I got to keep sourcing. And I'm thinking to myself, Ooh, that's a lot of responsibility. Um, what happens if that person gets injured hit? I mean, has anybody driven on the roads lately? Are they crazy drivers in Indiana? Like they are here? I mean, they're crazy, right? And so something like that outside of your control, again, that's why they're called accidents. Now all of a sudden the business is affected and your employees, and now you've got to worry about all that. So you can mitigate risk really isn't it really what it comes down to exactly risk management absolutely at what point does a business need to start really worrying about uh, risk management you need to start from the very beginning once you decide hey i'm going to make this a business that's when you need to act like a true business quit quit thinking this is a side hustle and and run it like a true business when um have you heard of manufacturers or, um, and I'll, in my example with the warehouse, so if you're going to get a warehouse, you must have insurance, right? And right. it's 99% of the time the landlord's going to require you to name them as additional insured. They're going to yep. want to see it. They're going to want all those things because they have to protect themselves. You do something in their warehouse, guess what? They're going to get drugged in too, and they want to make sure that you're going to cover it, not them, right? Right. Um, what about, um, that's, that's a point when, when there's no stepping back. But what about like people who live in condos and um, uh, they have HOAs and this and that communities? Are they able to get insurance too? Yeah. So you don't have to have a physical storefront. You don't have to have a the warehouse to get a policy. So a big myth is that if you have products at your home, that your homeowner's insurance would cover them if there were to be a fire or a theft or things like that. That is absolutely the farthest from the truth. Unless you can explain to your insu- to your insurance company why you had 3,000 toothbrushes that you like to change your toothbrush every day, there's no way that they would believe you that those items were for personal use and that they, they'll know that they're for business. They don't they like to pay. We've already excluded. discussed that. Right. Yeah. They would be excluded. You would lose out on all of that stock. Um, so it doesn't matter if you're in a condo, a home, an apartment, wherever you're at, we will use that location as your business, um, and cover you, cover you there. And as you grow, we will grow with you. We will move with you. Um, you end up adding a a warehouse later. We can extend liability to that warehouse. So just know that no matter where you're at, except maybe on the coast of Florida in like the hurricane zone, (laughs) we typically can cover your products, um, wherever you're, wherever you're located at. What about, uh, sorry, and I almost interrupted you before. I apologize for that. What about the person who says, wait, Ashlyn, Steve, I hear you. However, my inventory, I never touch it. It goes either to a prep center and they, I'm sure they have insurance, right? I'm I'm (laughs) sure they do, right? Or it goes directly to Amazon from the manufacturer. So really, I have no responsibility for it. Is that true? So you're still responsible for the liability side of it. So even if that product isn't in your hands, you still could be held liable if that product hurts somebody. Or now, drug into you, it. Or absolutely. Okay. So you might not need, it's called BPP, business personal property. You might not need coverage for your actual stock, but you still need the liability. Now, bust another myth right there. Most, I have prep centers and I have 3PLs insured. If you run a prep center or a 3PL, 
let me know and we can talk about that. But I have lots of them insured and they do not typically want to cover the items that are in there of somebody else's. Uh -oh. Okay. So Whoa. if you're using a 3PL, you're using a prep center, contact your owner of that prep center and ask if your property is covered while it's in their care, custody, and control. Most of the time it is not. So if that prep center catches on fire, you are losing those items also. Whoa. Okay. So, so that's a really big, I want to pause there because that's a big deal. Okay. Big I would deal. think, I mean, logically I would assume, you know, this is this, this is, you know, what happens when you assume this, uh, that they would have coverage for that. And you're saying that many times, is it written in their contract with them? If you read their agreement, is that where the fine print is that says, Hey, you know, there's whatever the Latin terms are that they're mm -hmm. allowed to hide behind that says <laughs> that you're not, you know, that it's, that they're not responsible. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. So pull if you don't have your contract, pull your contract and take a look. Again, for your listeners, Steve, if 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 you want to give my email address later and say, hey, here's my contract, take a look at it. What do you think? Please feel free to have them email them to me and I'll i I'll take a look at them too. But it's as simple as a phone call saying, Hey, is my items covered while they're there? And if they're not, then you need to cover them on your policy. Mm. And or cover them for more. I mean, that's it's it's one of those like the under insurance thing, just because they might have minimal insurance. And I just happen to send this giant container from China and it happens to be, you know, much more than their coverage. I mean, that happens right. too. So you want to be very cautious. And the way that happens, right, that would stack. Is that correct? My, if I have correct. higher coverage, if I paid for it again, hence the reason my premiums are a little higher, um, I would be able to cover the additional amount to make sure that I'm covered. Right. Now we heard, um, it wasn't a client of ours, but we did hear about a 3PL that um, someone had a lithium battery and the battery ended up catching on fire and they were able to pull it back to the, they were like individual storage units and they were able to figure out where that fire started from. And the person whose storage unit it started from was actually the one that was found liable for the entire 3PL burning down. Oh, my goodness. So, again. And, wow. So, my my packaging. <laughs> well, that's it. That, now, you're just blowing me away again. Okay. So, my hoverboard that I imported, my that I sent to a 3PL, mm -hmm. so I didn't have to worry. A, a third-party warehouse, make sure everybody understands, a fulfillment site. Um, I sent it there. It caught fire. It destroyed the whole warehouse. The warehouse company and all the other little insurance companies of all those other products say, ooh, we got somebody who is responsible. Exactly. Whoa. Hope you have a big wallet. Yeah. So a, all a really of the big stock, wallet. all of the, the building itself, all of that was pushed back to that person who had who started God forbid somebody got hurt. Right? Correct. I mean, now you're talking even, you know, uh, squared cube. You're right. Mm. So what, what keeps you going? You know, I was sitting there thinking about this because it, you know, I mean, I, I obviously you're making money and, and you're in business to make money. I get all that. Uh, am what, I yet? <laughs> well, yeah, other than, yeah. Uh, other than um, um, uh, suspension insurance, you're not making money. But what drives you to be successful still? I mean, because it, you know, because it, it's a race, isn't it? It's a run. Right. You're running. So I, I have a, I have a, I have a chip on my shoulder. Um, when I started in insurance about five years ago with, um, with the, the first company I interviewed, um, and these, my 2B manager said that this is a man's world. You will never be successful in insurance. You can't uh -oh. sell insurance. And I took it very, very personally because I, I've 
my father has instilled in me since I was a child that I could do anything that I wanted to do. And to have somebody say, you can't do this. Um, I was on a raft to, to prove him wrong. Um, so I was the top rep in the state, third in the entire company um, for about three years and accepted my award, took a picture of my award on stage and sent it to him and said, who can't sell insurance now? So that's really what keeps me going is I, I, I do have a chip. I, I want to prove that I can do this and that I can, I can do it graciously and I can do it to, to help other people and not, not let somebody push me down. Ooh. All right. I'm getting the chills. That was good. That was good. <laughs> no, because it's, it's so, well, and let's, let's make this comment. We all see what's going on in the news, right? Another yeah. guy's redining because of being a pig and disrespectful and all that kind of jazz. That stuff's real. And so, yeah. you know what? I hear you and I respect it and I applaud you. And I'm thankful because, again, like you said, it's hard to find somebody who understands our business. It's hard to feel like somebody's in my corner and I can just message Ashlyn and say, hey, I got a problem. I need your help. Yeah. And boom, the rep is there, you know, and, and for the, the, small amount of money that you make on my policy, um, you know, to know that I have somebody in my corner. It's a really important, I mean, it's part of the team, you know, and right. I, just, I just did another interview with somebody, we got talking about that. It's really important to have your team and risk management is part of your team. You have a legal, uh, um, you have a fiduciary, but you have a, a legal team that represents you in the, in the worst possible times of your life. That's good to know. That's important to know. So I feel good about and that. And we, we all, the insurance companies and reps all get a bad rap. And it's it's been very difficult because I've never been in an industry where you're hated so much. It's like almost a used car salesman mentality. Oh, <laughs> but that's why I'm picking on of, the poor used car guy? Right? Come on. <laughs> but that's why I've tried to set myself apart is, you know, I am approachable. I am, you can get a hold of me. I mean, you Facebook me all the time and say, hey, Ashlyn, what about this? You know, I'm, I try to be very, very approachable, be very reachable to my clients and, and be real. I don't want to be this fake insurance agent who puts on a dress and a high heels. I'm, I'm a very real person. Um, and I'm very, I'm very vested in, in, in your guys' community. It's just the, the family aspect of what you guys do. It just blows me away. Well, let's do this because I think it's it's a really good place where we got to because I hope people, you know, we scared you a little bit. And Steve does not benefit in any way, right? She's not giving me discounts nope. on my premiums. <laughs> I ask. <laughs> trust me. I ask all the time. I get nothing. Zippo, Zilcho. She didn't sponsor me or anything like that. The deal is, is to me, it's uh, I think it's a very important part of your business. If you don't have it, please go do it. You know, even if it's $1,000 a year, it's 80 bucks a month. Okay, 80 bucks a month. Put that on for peace of mind. And you know what? If it doesn't work six months from now, kill it. And then, you know, shut your business down because obviously if you can't afford 80 bucks, you got to find something else to do. Yeah. But I, I believe, you know, and I, I've, anybody can do, if they put their mind to it, they can be successful, right? And so Absolutely. this is part of the business, build it into your cost structure. And, and I, you know, it's funny, I, I complain about it, but I'm thankful my premiums are only 2,700. That's the way I looked at it because I, I know people paying twenty thousand dollars a year for liability insurance, so I'm thinking yeah. twenty seven hundred, sweet deal. 
you know, um, to, <laughs> I, honestly, I, 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 I don't want my premiums to go up. <laughs> Please don't hear I that don't insurance know. I company. Think that's what I heard. <laughs> no, no. But it's the truth. And so uh, let's do this. Let's give some real advice, right? So I think you hit a bunch of the myths. Is there any other myths that we need to hit on? Um, any other uh, things that you hear people who just like you you shake your head saying, "Please no." no. <laughs> yeah. Um, really important is if you're doing any type of gathering any type of information that's non-public private information. So that's anything more than a name and address. So if you have a website and you're taking payment information or you're taking um, phone numbers and things like that, um, you need to have data breach added to your policy. Um, and really what that's going to do is if there's any type of cyber attack, somebody hacks into your system and gets that non-public private information, um, that would protect you for, from any type of lawsuits that come, come out from that. So that's something that's a, really important too. Yeah, that's a real one that you don't think much about. However, again, you're going to get dragged into it. Whether it stays with you or not, that's another issue. But right. you still have to have an attorney defend you. Ooh. Absolutely. Okay, so we got the myths. We got the uh, – we blew out the myths. People, Busted. I think, understand. And I hope they, <laughs> they are not scared, right? And people shouldn't be scared. No. They should be – this is an opportunity to me again. I, you know, I think about my own premiums. You know, I'm thankful that they're as low as they are because I see it as an opportunity. It's a peace of mind. One more thing. I, I think your example you gave earlier. Would you really want to put your business at risk that the chance of getting suspended because you don't have this little policy, five hundred dollars a year? You're going to put your whole business and your whole future at risk, right? Because I imagine it's probably not easy to get reinstated after a, uh, after a thing like that. Even if you're down for a couple of weeks, you're going to lose a lot more than 500 bucks. Right. Hmm. Is okay, it so risk being sued over? Yeah, I mean, just think no. about that. Peace of Do mind. Do you want I to love lose it. what you have built? But you've been, you spent your blood, sweat, and tears into building this business. You really want to lose it over an insurance claim. And and let's be honest. Do you think insurance is or Amazon's going to let you back on, or eBay's going to let you back on after you were successfully sued and you can't pay them, right? No, right. who's got all that money, right? And so, I don't think you're getting back in. So right. I, oh, that's enough. And that does kind of bring up another little point. You said Amazon and eBay. <clears throat> Please remember that this is one policy that's going to cover you on any platform. So you don't need a $500 policy for Amazon and a $500 policy for eBay and a $500 policy for Wayfair. It's one policy that covers you on any platform that you're selling on, on e-commerce. You know, I don't want to get too heavy detailed into private label because that's its own animal. However, you have successfully helped people get coverage for their private label products, correct? I have. Okay. And so that is something that, I mean, that's a one-on-one -on -one discussion with Ashlyn. It. I'm 99% sure it matters what the product is. Absolutely. When you're selling... Uh, chainsaws without guards <laughs> that might be a different policy than somebody selling uh well you know what staplers. i mean in, yeah staplers could be dangerous i mean hey you never could know be, i mean yeah. could be so so those kind of things that's what you want to talk to so do you charge for a consultation i don't i do not and she doesn't pay steve and anything. i don't i know no. so you don't charge for a consultation you'll answer questions what if i'm not a client of yours ashlyn will you still answer a question absolutely um, even to your to your listeners, if they have a policy now and say, "Hey, this is what I got from my local State Farm or my local, you know, American Family," can you take a look at it and make sure I'm covered properly? Absolutely, no charge. I want you to be properly insured. I want to know that if something happens, that you can call your company 
and say, handle this and, and you're not out. So please feel free to send those to me. Well, that's a good question. Have you looked at a policy that somebody thought they were covered and found that they aren't? Many times. Many, many times. That's frightening. Now, that's scary. Right there, you just scared me. Because you're th- people are sitting here saying, you know what? I got my coverage. I got it way back. And life is good. And one big exclusion that that's come is if these products are coming from overseas. So I know there's a company out there that are selling is selling a policy, and the exclusion is it has to be manufactured in the U.S. or it's excluded. And this and this client was importing from Alibaba um, exclusively for overseas, so they're paying a premium for something that absolutely would not cover them if there was a claim. And that's terrifying to know. So you can tell by reading the policy. So that's something that you'll do also. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've got a couple people working for you. So it's not just Ashlyn. You have other people that help with some of this stuff, too. Yes. Okay. That's important but I am too. the one. I'm, I'm working 18 hours a day trying to keep up with you guys. So literally. Oh, <laughs> oh there's no fiddle going on. Now, come on. Let's be fair. All right. So let's do this. Let's close. I, I'm, uh, let, well, let me let you get your, your stuff out there. So the email address. Somebody email wants ad- to follow Yep. Email is Ashlyn, A-S-H-L-I-N, at Haddon, H-A-D-D-E-N, dot agency. And then the website is www.ecom.insure. So E-C-O-M dot insure. I-N-S-U-R-E. Okay. And I'll have links to all this stuff in here. Um, And you can always get me on Facebook. You can always send me an IM. I answer 2 o'clock in the morning. So... She does reply. She does. I mean, that's good. No, it's, it's important because it, it really is. I mean, and you got hundreds and hundreds of clients. And, uh, thousands and now. Are you in thousands? Oh, over oh, thousands, yeah. That's awesome. Well, that says something. And you know what? We've been a client now for a couple of years and been very, very pleased. Matter of fact, had a challenge because premiums or something like that. Boom. Ashton dealt with it, fixed it, said, yep, here we go. Done. And so uh, I, I can attest that she really uh, does follow up on it. Okay, so let's close with some advice for people. So they're not scared now. They're breathing, and they're saying, hmm, okay, so I want a real business. I want to have, you know, a, a decent policy. So they're going to reach out, or they're going to find out information, at least if nothing. It doesn't cost anything to find out. So that right. that's all sorted. I think that's good. What have you seen, you know, this is kind of a weird one, but best practices for small businesses that you're seeing who are making, you look at some of your clients who are making it, right? And they're small. What are they doing right that we think that others can do now to help them stay on the straight and narrow? I think the, as far as just the business practice and kind of staying away from the insurance. Well, that's um, part of it though. I mean, I just want to say all of it's kind of part of it, you know, because I think it's all related. Um, One of my, my biggest clients and one of my, I, I just love telling this story is he started with me right when I, when I moved out on my own and was a small new seller, um, ended up attending a couple of the conferences and I've seen him at a couple conferences. Um, and he literally this year, once we went through his audit, just breached $20 million in sales in oh a, God. in what, 15 months, 14 months, something like that. Um, but I asked him, I was like, what happened? Why did you go from nothing to 20 million? And he said that he can honestly say it was the people that he met and the advice that they gave him. He said, I have gotten so much free advice from these conferences and networking with this community that I could ever pay for. And the, I guess the biggest piece of advice for just you guys is 
network with your community. They are so smart. They know what they're doing and they give you advice for free. Majority of them give you advice for free. Go to the conferences, network with these people, buy somebody a beer. You never know what you're going to get from, from these other people. You know, like I got started from Chris Wilkie and he was just a personal client of mine. You, you never know what you're going to learn from some of these people. It could be the next $20 million idea. Love it. Oh, dude. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) Well, I will see you at the next conference. I always do. We seem to travel across the country simultaneously. I'll be in um, Hong Kong this year. I will not be in Hong Kong this year. Steve will not be there. I'm not going to Australia. I'm, I'm like, nope, not going. Not, nope, nope, nope. I'll be in Vegas. I'll be in Orlando. Kind of right, safe trips. Those. Nice and easy. Nice, yeah, easy ones, yeah, we'll short ones. <laughs> not and thank you hours, so but... much. I appreciate it. And I hope people really hear this and, and take this as an opportunity because it's an opportunity. To me, it's not a challenge. It's not an expense. This is an opportunity to take another little thing off the list that you worry about, and you can move your business forward and separate yourself from those hundreds of thousands who aren't covered that way. Right. Don't take the chance. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success. Thank take you care. so much. Thanks for having me. Great episode. Uh, she's the real deal. And what I appreciate is that she puts the energy into understanding our business. And in the 15 months, I think she said it was, that she's been in this world, she has had a master's degree, maybe a PhD in this business, in fighting the insurance company for this uh, suspension insurance. Man, you want to talk about learning, real heavy learning. And you hear her talk about it in this episode. And I think, you know, her honesty is what I appreciate because, you know, quite frankly, it's the reason I haven't had her on. I wanted to wait to see how it was flushed out. And she did a great job with it, handled it well, and has learned from it. It's going to bring it back, but at the in the right way. And that's what you want when you find somebody is an honest, hey, mea culpa, I uh, did my best. My best wasn't good enough. Um, outside influences affected it. And she took the, uh, she she dove on the sword for that. And I just really, really appreciate that. You don't find that. Uh, so I really, really respect her for that. Hey, don't forget my sponsors, man. I'm, I'm so excited about what's going on at Seller Labs with Scope. I hear so much success. I see so many people having success with it, with their private label products, with their wholesale products, with their bundles. Man, it's so exciting. Gay Lisby's group, man, I coming after off of the fourth quarter and seeing the comments Ralph Cockrum saying that this is one of the biggest reasons his business was so successful just a whole bunch of people I see the comments calling gay out saying man you've helped me you've helped me and my business get stronger I have a link for it again you can get in that group if you're looking to really get 2018 in line ecommercemomentum.com ecommercemomentum.com take care Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.